1: Right, avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And yes, once again, thank you for joining us. A lot to get to today. Avalanche uh, will have a game tonight against the Buffalo Sabres, and we will preview that game. Uh, we will continue talking about the Avs Twitter psychic hashtag issue. Um, I hadn't planned on talking about it, but um, I got some really good feedback in a email sent from uh, directly from Jay, the guy who uh, runs the Avs hockey podcast. Um, so I figured I would pass that along to you. And kind of some trade talk and uh, a possible viable trade uh, that has been floated out there, which a name that I haven't really seen coming to the avalanche. So we're going to get to that uh, right after we get to the social media aspect of the show. So jo- uh, join the show or follow the show or whatever you want to do with the show uh, over on Twitter, LOPN underscore avalanche. Over on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche and send your questions, comments, concerns, issues, opinions, whatever's on your mind. If you want to be part of the Fandom Friday, uh, send me a line on any one of those platforms. But if you're doing it through email, it's Avalanche at gmail.com. But first, we, uh, we will talk about. Some potential trades and we are now in February so now we're getting down to crunch time when it comes to uh, you know possible movement uh, we all think Colorado is going to be buyers uh, something that they have not typically been uh, in in terms of like that flashy trade and some are kind of thinking they might go down that road again uh, a lot of people are thinking that, th- that they will make a deal Um you know last year what was it Derek Broussard they brought in <clears throat> nothing that was earth-shattering but brought in some experience and and that <clears throat> seems to be the way that they might go again this year but it all comes down to want versus need and what exactly do they have to give up i guess if you're if you're going with with want i would be open to almost anything uh there there's an argument to be made that maybe they just need another uh, winger possibly to improve the depth in scoring, which seems odd because they are such a dynamic scoring team. Uh, but that wouldn't hurt to have that going into the playoffs. You're going to need goals in the playoffs, and you don't want to hit a dry spell in the playoffs. So always having scoring is is not a bad thing. Uh, defense gets a little interesting. They they have they have a good defense. Where it gets interesting is they have so much young talent, which I don't think they want to bring up at this point in the season or even going forward later in the season. Because then you're, you know, Kale McCarr is an anomaly. You know, you, you're not going to throw a lot of the defenders that they have in their system into... The playoffs or close to the playoffs, like you could with Kale McCarr, uh, that's just not going to happen, or I don't think it would happen. So, would they bring in another defender? I think that might be the way that they go, uh, and w- the trade that I'm going to talk about in a minute kind of agrees with that thinking. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to bring up. These these youngsters, uh, if they're not ready, first of all, and then like I said, throwing them in the mix late in the season, everything's on the line in the playoffs. It's just uh, if you haven't brought them up at any point in the season this year, you're not going to do it now. So will you take a, a rental on a you know a, a bottom line defender? Uh, I think they might do that. Um, just like having uh, you can't have enough scoring. Can't have enough defending either, so <clears throat> that's something that they might do. I'm going to be watching goaltending, <laughs> and I've said it before that that the Avalanche seem to be very patient with their players. That and it got me to thinking earlier today, like they've been patient with people because they've been overachieving, but they've really been rebuilding. But now they're at a point where it's it's win now, and I and I think. If this continues with both Grubauer and Francoe, I think they might make a move goaltending wise. And I'm sorry I'm I'm in the Henrik Lundqvist camp. I have no idea if the Rangers really would trade him. <clears throat> he has said before he wants to play his entire career in in one city. I get that. I respect that, but that was a few years ago when they he thought well, I'm still going to be playing for, for X amount of years, a handful of years. I think this team can turn itself around by the time I'm ready to retire. I think those years have come and gone, and he's coming to the end, and I, I, he might be at the point where he doesn't think they can turn it around quick enough for him to get back into the playoffs and possibly win a cup. He might be one of those guys that the Rangers unload, and they've been calling up uh, that, I don't know his name. He was the one that beat Colorado in his first ever start. Um, they've called him back up. They might be dangling him. I don't know. I haven't really, really paid attention um, to like the Rangers' newswire or anything like that to see if they did. But they, if they're, if they're going to be rebuilding, they, they have some young goalies, and why not get, get them some experience? I would, I would welcome Henrik Lundqvist tomorrow. Uh, the other name that gets thrown out is Jonathan Quick. Yeah, I, I, I would take him too. I don't know. I think our goalie situation is is dire, and I think it needs to be addressed, and it might be addressed in uh, by the trade deadline. Because like I said, they, they they need to win, and they don't want to have that liability going into the playoffs. If you have everything short up, we're scoring, and, and we're great in that aspect. Defense, overall, we're really good in defense. Uh, And I'm going to talk about this trade here in a second. If you bring this person in, uh, you've shored up even more. And if the only thing that you're questioned on going into the playoffs is is goaltending, that's not where you want to be. So I would say be on the lookout for a (coughs) a goalie trade unless (coughs) one of these two guys turns it around like Grubauer did last year. So, do they have a short leash with him? It remains to be seen. Now, the trade that has been brought up, and this is from Pierre Lebrun from The Athletic. He brought up six possible trades, and he kind of gets into detail as to why he thinks these trades are going to happen. Uh, the trade that... And, the, and it's not like he did a trade for you know every team that could be looking for something. He just did six trades that he thinks is going to happen. And the ads were one of them. He had them taking in... Alec Martinez from the Kings in exchange for a 2021 second-round pick and prospect Sampo Ranta, who I really don't know much about him. <clears throat> and it's a 2021 second-round pick because the ABS do not have a second-round pick in this coming draft. So Martinez, uh, I, when I think of him, because like I said, if, if the ABS aren't playing, I'm I'm kind of watching the Rangers. He's the guy that won it for the Kings against the Rangers in the Cup. Um, that that shot that was rebounding off Lundqvist, he was right there and to, to put it home. Kind of a cool moment. Always a cool moment when you can win a Stanley Cup like that. <clears throat> so he's got the Avalanche bringing him in. And I think it's a smart move. Um, he's 32 years old, so he's on the older end of this team. We know this team is very young. <clears throat> so he gives them some uh, veteran leadership. Not that they don't have leadership, but they have some, when I say veteran leadership, you know, you're know, you 32 years old, you've been in the league for a while. Um, again, he's on, he's on the defense, so he'll give them just more depth at defense. And I would rather have somebody like him right now than bringing up one of these prospects that we have at this stage in the game. And maybe the kicker for him is you also have him for another full season after this year. So I think it does make sense to bring somebody like him in. You're like giving up a second-round pick and a prospect – for an Alec Martinez who will stay there next year, and if you need to give those other defenders another year to to marinate and and just you know uh, hone their skills, then then you've done that too, and you can address this issue at the end of next season. It makes a lot of sense to me. So, um, <clears throat> will it happen? I think the Kings are going to be making a lot of deals. At trade deadline time. So yeah. I I think it's something that possibly. Could very well happen. Um, If they did that deal. And brought in. Quick or Lundqvist. I'm rooting for Lundqvist. I think we are solid. Do you not think that? So let me know. Send me an email. Uh, Let me know what you think about those, those two trades. Or a trade that you possibly have. So I like them. We'll see what, what happens. The trade deadline is fast approaching, and I, I love this time of the year with all these wheeling and dealing and where guys go. I, again, and that's not this earth-shattering deal, but for the avalanche, it makes a lot of sense.
0: My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day.
2: Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Yeah, so if you uh, listen to yesterday's show or if you've just been on Twitter, Um, I kind of laid out what happened with the Colorado Avalanche and the Avs Hockey Podcast and the uh, hashtag Avs Twitter psychic um, situation. Um, I'm not going to, you know, talk about it or I'm not going to revisit the whole story again if you wanted to hear that uh, and you're not familiar with it. Just listen to yesterday's show. Um, But I I posted about it um, this morning and uh, Jay from the, the podcast reached out to me. He thanked me on social media, which he didn't need to do, but I appreciated him doing that because uh, he was appreciative that, you know, I was backing him, um, which kind of was a no-brainer for me. So he, he actually reached out and sent me an email about um, all the bullet points of, on what's going on and what he knows about it so far. Um, and it just kind of goes deeper into what's what's going on here. Like, uh, he, you know, the, he said that the Avs gave him no... Previous warning, I guess that he was doing this, uh, and I don't think, you know, he really expected them to. If they were going to try to monetize it, uh, they never got a hold of him to tell him that they were going to do it because they didn't know if he had copyrighted a hashtag, which apparently you can do. Uh, I, I, it's not nothing. I, nothing I ever really looked into doing. So, I just assumed they were, you know, a free for all, and and but apparently you can. Uh, copyright it, and it's not... Well, first of all, he, he has been doing this for seven years. He started this thing seven years ago, and he said in the email that Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche had started doing it about four years ago. So it wasn't something they picked up this year, or even last year. Four years they've been doing this, playing playing this really cool game that they created, and then snap your fingers, presented by FanDuel. And um, if that's not a slap in the face, I'm not sure what is. Um, so he said, "Yeah, he he had to," and it's <laughs> I I agree with him. He probably never thought he'd have to do research into copywriting hashtags, but this uh, has made him do that, and I don't blame him. It's it's not something he ever thought he would have to do, and it's could be a lengthy process. So he doesn't want to do that. It's not why he created this in the first place. Uh, he created it for the avalanche community for something fun to do on game day. And if the, the abs are taking it and monetizing it, you know, that's on them. It's, it's it's like I said yesterday, it's just, it's just a bad look uh, on their end. And he made a good point in the email saying it's not something that he really wants to do in copywriting this hashtag because the way he says, it, I'm just gonna, you know, quote what he says. Uh, if I do that, I can't keep people from using the hashtag, but I can keep people from profiting from a third party like Fanduel off the copyrighted hashtag. <clears throat> and that's not something you really ever expect that you're gonna do against your favorite team. You know what I mean? I I I hate when I see, uh, you know, okay. My my all-time favorite uh, musician is Chris Cornell. He passed away, obviously, and his wife now is, or his his widowed wife, is now in a legal battle with Soundgarden over copyrighted material. And she wasn't involved with the band back in the nineties when they, uh, you know, had started. And now she she's kind of getting involved in that. I I don't like seeing that stuff. If she wants to go down that road, and 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 you know, file that litigation, that's on her. Just from the fan point of view, you hate seeing that. And I think that's where he's going with this, is, you know, this is not something I want to do against my favorite team. And I think the the, the thing that really stinks about it all is he's not going to do it. He's not going to take part in it anymore. And 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 I think a lot of people are following his lead in that, in, in not taking part in the hashtag abs uh, Psychic Twitter. Twitter psychic. <laughs> sorry. Um, but we'll see tomorrow. So, so the first time they did this was over the weekend. And we'll see tomorrow. Or today. I'm sorry. Uh, against Buffalo. If they post something. They have not reached out to him whatsoever. I don't think he's expecting them to. Even, even the backlash that they're getting from it. They have to be aware of the backlash. They're very, they're very uh, in tune with what's going on on social media. The Colorado Avalanche are. So they have to have seen it. So um, maybe if they stop doing it, maybe if th- it, it'll just go away. Maybe they don't want to admit wrongdoing. <coughs> um, not, not, and I use that term lo- loosely, wrongdoing. It's not like they did anything illegal. Uh, wrongdoing in the terms of they shouldn't have done it. Uh, will people kind of just forget about it and say like, well, okay, you tried it and we didn't, as a fan base, like it. So now give it back to the fans type of thing. I don't know. But if they put up another one tomorrow, I think it's just going to get worse. So if I had to guess, I would think the Avalanche Twitter page would just let it go. But if they've gotten to a sponsorship with FanDuel about it, maybe they're expected to do it now. I don't know. This just kind of reminds me of um, when Barstool Sports, and I'm not a big fan of Barstool Sports, it should be in quotation mark sports because they cover sports maybe like 20% of the time. And if you're not a fan of the Boston teams, they shun you. <clears throat> um, but they did create that whole Saturday is for the boys phrase and had flags done and had shirts done. And then what happened? The NFL, the mighty NFL came out with, I believe it was like Sunday is for the boys shirts. And... Barstool put the shutdown on that real quick, brought him to court. The NFL was told to, yeah, you can't do that. Um, so I give Barstool credit because they took on the mighty NFL and the NFL actually backed down. You know, we're talking about um, a guy who runs a podcast, a great podcast, and the Colorado Avalanche, not to the level of, you know, the, the NFL as a whole entity, but something still along the same lines it was something else that somebody created that was successful and another entity that's bigger than the person who created it takes it and, and they use it and they make money on it. So it just it, it, it looks looks bad across the board. And like I said, the bottom line is that people are not wanting to take part in this anymore including Jay, the main man who created the whole thing, said he he's done with it as well. Um, he called it a cheap shot. And I think that's the best way to uh, describe it, is a cheap shot, because they have not reached out at all. And uh, like I said, I, I, I just get the impression because of the backlash that they are going to do away with it. But again, maybe because they're in a, a deal with FanDuel, they can't. Uh, Jay thinks... He thinks the opposite. He 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 says, if the Aval- the avalanche don't know if he has it copyrighted or not, so the avalanche maybe floated this out there, and if they don't hear from him or his lawyer or anything like that, the avalanche are free to continue doing what they're doing, and and assuming he hasn't gotten in touch with us, so he must not copyright it, so we're in the clear, and then it just comes down to bad faith, on you know that that's what it comes down to and they will probably continue to do it. So, you don't like seeing that from your your favorite team. Um and maybe they'll make it right down the road, but if they haven't reached out to him by now, I can't imagine they will. So, uh and 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 when I said yesterday, uh you know, Jay was apologizing to the fans and this was before I talked to him. Um he got he said he he commented on that and said, you know, he he knows he didn't do anything wrong. Um, but he's apologizing to the fans because of the drama that and the distraction that this has created. So I think that kind of shows you what kind of guy he is, that he just didn't want this to be as much as a distraction as it is, to no fault of his own. That he, you know, he didn't he didn't cause this. Uh, his favorite team did. So it's just he doesn't want it to happen. Seems like it's happening. And I think in the end we're just gonna have to throw our hands up and say, like, okay you know maybe jay start 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 a new game. I'm sure he has many uh he's thought about many other ones that he could start up, and I think the people would be there right off the bat to support it. so uh we'll see we'll see where it goes, but uh, he he has a lot of people supporting him, including this humble host right here. All right, so one last thing to get to before we call it a day, and that is a preview of the game tonight with the Avalanche and the Buffalo Sabres. So Sabres are hovering record-wise right on that 500 mark, and it kind of makes sense when you dive into their team stats. <clears throat> they're middle of the road, like with everything, or in that middle third of, of teams. Uh, record-wise, 23, 22, and 7. For 53 points, that puts them in sixth place. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, sixth place in their division. Um, And when you have Boston, uh, Tampa Bay in that division, you know, you're you're not going to catch those guys. Which, when it comes to overall uh, standings with playoffs implications and stuff like that, like I said, 53 points. They're 10 points back of the second wild card. Uh, holder, who currently is Carolina, who is tied in points anyway with Philadelphia and Toronto, so they got a lot of things to go through, uh, and, and they're running <clears throat> out of time. We're in the second half of the season, obviously. So, is it looking like they're going to make a, a playoff run? Uh, clearly, anything is possible. Uh, but when you look at like their their record and their standings and. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem feasible. Their last game was a victory. They beat Columbus 2-1. to one. Uh, Their previous three games before that, they lost all three of those. So that, that's, that's kind of who they are. They're up and down, up and down. Um, obviously, Jack Eichel is their leader. Leads them in everything. 65 points on the season. Very impressive. 31 goals, 34 assists. Uh, he's a plus 11 on the season. Um, and they're pretty consistent. Like, you know, he has 65 points, Sam Reinhart has 43, and and you know, behind that, Victor Olofsson with 35. Uh, so they're they get they get pretty good scoring, and it's not as much of a drop off as the avalanche from Nathan McKinnon to Cal McCarr. So, um, they, they can score, uh, where are they <coughs> 2.87 goals four. On the season, goals against 3.08, 19.6 on the power play, 74.5 on the penalty kill. All of those stats, like I said, are are middle of the road, uh, not not in the upper echelon, not on the bottom. Um, so it, it it is what it is. I, I clearly don't watch them every day, um, but they they. They can put up a game. So you never know where you're going to get with them. Those 500 teams can look awful one game and look like why aren't they at the top of the standings the, the next day. So coming off of a victory, seems like it was a hard-fought victory, two to ones against Columbus. We'll see how they come out. So um should be, should be a, a pretty good game. You know Colorado's going to want to get on track as soon as possible after, after their loss to Philadelphia. Um and, yeah, I, I think they're going to be ready to go. I think they know, all right, second half of the season, we can't keep playing these, well, we played good, and we gave it the college try type of effort. They need the effort from, from the opening puck drop till it says all zeros on the scoreboard of nonstop hard work, and, th- and this is a team that they should beat. You know what I mean? They really should beat these guys, so we'll see how it how it plays out. One last thing to get to before we call it a day. And uh, what the what the Colorado Avalanche do whenever it's a, a road game is on their Twitter page. And I know we're not crazy about their, their Twitter feed right now, but this is still kind of cool, interesting. They, they do it every time that they, they have an away game. Uh, they post the menu of the in-flight food, and I figured I would read the options. And uh, put, put my order in for the day. So their selections are, selection of beverages and assorted snacks, a taco bar. How can you go wrong with a taco bar? Uh, and, and the game, well, the game is being played on a Tuesday. So the flight was ye- uh, yesterday on Monday. So it's technically not Taco Tuesday. But for this purposes, we're going to call it Taco Tuesday. Uh, As far as main dishes, the classic bowl, a lemon herb chicken, brown rice, Parmesan roasted broccoli, roasted sweet potatoes, and I'm assuming sesame seeds. It gets cut off, so sesame. Mediterranean salmon bowl. Nope, I'm out. I don't do seafood, so no Mediterranean salmon bowl for me. Uh, Or the beef Buddha bowl. Kale with a K. Brown rice, braised beef, balsamic beets with walnuts, avocado, roasted mushrooms, in a cashew garlic sauce. Mmm. That sounds good. I'm going to go with the beef Buddha bowl. And maybe I'll make that for dinner for me and my wife tomorrow. Uh, And let you know. I would probably remove the mushrooms. I'm not a big mushroom fan. They taste like nothing. It's just a texture thing for me. Um, And then freshly baked cookies for... Uh, Dessert so wow taco a taco bar you'll fill up on that a beef Buddha bowl Which just sounds awesome, and then top it off with some freshly baked cookies chocolate chip preferably Yeah, so uh, let's we're that that's fuel for the game against Buffalo We got to take this one and I think Jovi is going to lead us out For a victory what say you Jovi? We'll see you guys tomorrow
2: Go, Abs, go!